You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. It is Wednesday, September the 30th, playoff baseball for St. Louis today. Get excited whether you're listening in the morning, whether you're listening 25 minutes before first pitch. I appreciate it. Uh, Happy you're listening, happy that you're here, and I just cannot wait to get started and I cannot wait for first pitch coming up today. It is going to be a good one. I, I think that this series has a lot of intrigue to it. Um... And I just, I'm excited. Postseason baseball, you never know what's going to happen. It's not technically October baseball yet, but um, postseason baseball is here. Um, I know you guys are probably expecting to hear from Javi. I will play the second part of that conversation today. If you guys haven't listened to the first part of the conversation, I released that yesterday. So feel free to go ahead and listen to that at your uh, at your disposal. At your disposal. Um, we talked about just the postseason in general and the kind of offensive. Um, previews and on the discussion today that I'll share with you today we talk a lot about the uh, um, the, the pitching perspectives and that obviously has changed we recorded that on Tuesday morning or excuse me on Monday morning and uh, so the circumstances have changed in terms of the Cardinals rotation um, I originally had tweeted out that it was Kim uh, Flaherty Wainwright because that's what Mike Schultz said on high heat but it is now uh Kim Wainwright Flaherty, and the Padres have released their starter for today, and it's Chris Paddock, the sheriff, as you'll hear Javi talk about in the episode today. Um, Chris Paddock uh, was kind of a surprise move, just like Kim was, for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, but just real quick before I share the discussion with you, my number one reason why KK Kim was a good choice for game number one. There's a lot of reasons to like been just you know days off that he had. You you look at the, his own personal stats, um, but the number one reason that I'm going with is because of the uh, Padres' uh, lesser numbers against left-handed pitching this season. Um, against right-handers, they're hitting a slash line of 259, 337, 478, 815 OPS, and 104 total OPS plus, whereas against left-handed pitching, they're hitting 250, 324, 437. Not bad numbers by any means, but they're all significantly less than the other numbers. 761 OPS and 91 total OPS plus, which would mean it's below league average. So I love Kim going in there. Uh, Chris Paddock, 4-5 and five with the 473 ERA, uh, whip uh, 1.22. He's got potential to light up the Cardinals or to, to shut up the Cardinals, I think. His most recent start was the 25th against the Giants. Five earned, three, two-thirds of an inning. So all sorts of that fastball command. Javi will talk about that a little bit in the show today. Um, and then my one magic number, if you guys saw my tweet or not, is the number four for four runs. Four more runs this year. The Cardinals were 26-3. and three. Less than four runs, they were 4-25. and 25. So if they can score four, they've got a really good chance to win with that pitching that they have so my prediction I'll, I won't spoil my uh, series prediction because um, it, it kind of depended on whether Lamette or Clevenger will be able to pitch and as of now game two has not been released yet uh, but I think the Cardinals get the win tonight I think Paddock continues to struggle I think Kim steps up so I, I have the the Cardinals winning tonight's game and um, 
Be sure to tune in tomorrow, Thursday, for a recap of this game and a preview of Thursday's game as well and any other discussion topics you want me to hit on tomorrow's show. Be sure to lock or excuse me, be sure to email lockedoncards at gmail.com with anything you want me to discuss about tomorrow's game, or excuse me, about tonight's game on tomorrow's show. Um, follow me on Twitter, LJFastball. Follow the show on Twitter, LO underscore Cardinals. That is also uh, the Instagram name for the show. So the conversation with Javier Reyes coming up in just a moment of Locked On Padres. Uh, just a, a warning, the audio quality on my uh, part isn't great at certain parts. The Wi-Fi was acting up in our video call, so there are a couple parts where it cuts out. But it, it's still good conversation, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation between me and Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres. Here it is. When, when you look at pitching for, for this series as we record Monday morning, there hasn't been any starters announced yet, but the Cardinals will probably line up in some fashion of Kim, Jack Flaherty, and Adam Wainwright, probably in that order, uh, depending on who wins for Shane, might change it up. But other than Flaherty, KK Kim and Adam Wainwright, who I've already talked about, have pitched extremely, extremely well this season. I made a hot take a couple weeks ago. I think KK Kim should be in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. The Cardinals got him over from, from the and he's pitched just superbly. His record isn't that great. He's got uh, three wins, I think it is, pulling up the stats now as we speak. But his ERA is, is minuscule, and he's just, you know, other than Adam Wainwright, he's been that guy that the Cardinals turned to to say, okay, we need a, we need a, a really good start here. Who are we going to get it from? And it was KK all year. He started out the year as a closer. He was 3-0 and with a 1-6-2 ERA. Lefty has a really good curveball fastball that kind of sneaks up on you. Uh, people come from the KBO, their fastballs aren't going to blow you away, but they'll sneak up on you real quick. Like, you know, 92 will seem like 95 because their curveballs and breaking pitchers are just so slow. So when you look at the starting pitching in the three-game set, I don't know who the Padres have lined up, and you can probably give that to that, but you got to feel good as, as a Cardinal fan with, with your top three pitchers going in the three most important games of the season to this point with, with Kim, Flaherty, and Wainwright. Hey, and you know what? Those are Those are solid guys. Now, I know Flaherty it's you could call it a down season, but you know, it's hard to say because it's not like the Cardinals pitchers, you know, maybe they didn't get the ball rolling. Right. And I, I like Jack Flaherty. So I'm definitely rooting for him. I think um, just from that rotation, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's pretty good, you know, with Wainwright, Wainwright's probably the one that you fear that I fear the most just because uh, yeah, he doesn't necessarily have the same talent level as say uh, um, Jack Flaherty does, but he's been there before. So this is a guy that I feel like I'm just like, oh, I don't know. This is kind of that savvy veteran making a little bit of a comeback at age 38. You know, he's <laughs> he's he's got one last ride. You know right. what I mean? One last ride into the sunset or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But, you know, I think it's a solid rotation. I think, you know, um, Kim, like you were mentioning before, he's kind of like the Zach Davies of your team to transition into right. the Padres rotation. Smooth. Zach Davies Smooth. is the for sure guy that we know is going to be starting maybe potentially as the one or two this series, because I don't know if you know this, the universe also hates the Padres. Okay. So I am aware of that. That fact, In yeah. the last year, shout out the Ryland styles. Um, you're getting blamed for this as well. Uh, <laughs> Mike Clevenger is, he had like a, a bicep elbow strain, whatever yeah. the heck it's called. Uh, so he's expected to be out. Um, and he might not even come back for the postseason. I'm not totally sure on that. And oh. of course, because why not? The Nelson Lament, another one of speaking of kind of sneaky uh, awards yeah. uh, recipient type of guy. Uh, he yeah. got hurt just the other day. So oh, today, yeah, he got hurt the other day. So today there's a bullpen um, session scheduled. And I've been reading a bunch of stories and as 
perfectly kind of uh, stated like an athletic story I was reading. This is the most important bullpen session of the of the Padres season. So <laughs> it's there's no confirmed word. It doesn't seem like he's as hurt as Mike Clevenger necessary. There's some optimism, I think, with Dedelsa a little bit, but mm-hmm. still worried. So if that's the case, then I don't know what the heck because that's two starters now. I mean, what the heck, man? Because like I honestly right. can't remember a team that has gotten this screwed from a starting pitching standpoint and the Padres <laughs> starting pitching. Yeah. The offense has kind of been the story of the team, but their, their pitching has been, you know, excellent. I mean, they've got kind of like three, three or four starters um, sometimes depending on, you know, what it is, I guess uh, with, with Chris Paddock, uh-huh. but you know, it's probably going to be Davies Paddock and Adrian Marone, who is solid. He's been solid for the team for sure. I, I, I like that guy, but still playoff game. I, I don't know entirely. And Chris Paddock, and I know he's been, you know, kind of you know pumping his bumping his chest and being like of course i'm gonna make the i i like him he, i love the sheriff <laughs> you know i got love for the sheriff i don't yeah. i don't have love for the padres fans that are giving me crap for saying i'm worried about him for the season yeah i don't know why that's like a hot take i'm like bro i'm watching him the fastball goes straighter than like you know the mendoza line so this is that's not great but you know, for in just terms of the future, I think he'll figure some things out, right? But he did just right. get lit up by the San Francisco Giants. So it's very um we don't know which version of him we're gonna get. And I would say it's somewhere in the middle, which isn't necessarily great, but like you said with the Cardinals, not an offense that is necessarily going to uh completely decimate somebody uh right out of no. the get-go. So at least what it's a, a good matchup from that perspective. Um and they haven't really faced him in a while. So maybe he has an advantage of that perspective, right? Um, but right. the rotation for the Padres is a lot less um, uh, intimidating than it would have been if we knew Mike Clevenger and Dedalsa Labette were healthy. Uh, right now, though, oh, Davies, Davies is the ultimate, like, you know, random dude per se that has just been an absolute, you know, tank for for the the Padres this season, right? You know, like you said with Kim before, Kim not a big strikeout guy necessarily as compared to Mm-mm. Davies, who Davies was uh, a lot more strikeouts than I think was expected. He had sixty three for the season, K per nine about eight point two, um, ERA of two point seven three. He was really good this year, and I think what's underrated about Zach Davies this year is Lamette was excellent, right? But Davies had some games when the Padres bullpen was struggling. When it was they, it's been used up to death because Paddock got lit up for the fifth time. Um, that Davies came in and he could go eight innings. That's what I think people kind right. of underestimate with him is he he was able to eat up some innings. I thought he was just going to be a guy that ate up innings, whether it was good or bad. You know what I mean? I didn't know he was going to actually mm-hmm. give us eight good innings. You know, sometimes right. So that's been really exciting about uh, Zach Davies this year. And like I said with with Baron, he's been pretty good for the past like month or so. Not excellent, not incredible, but. You know, you could do worse with your third starter potentially if right. Nelson Lamette is not able to go. And the bullpen, the bullpen has been at first a nightmare to start the season, but now pretty good. Guys like Pierce Johnson are super underrated. I look out for him. Tim Hill throws wacky, and he's got that underarm delivery or whatever you call it. Uh, but he's he's solid too. And then Drew Pomeranz, who literally, like I said before, only just gave up his first run. And honestly, not gonna lie. Get it out of your system. I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Get it out of your system before <laughs> yeah. the playoffs. Because I have to admit, I don't know about you, but when I see someone's perfect in a category in any sport, I'm always like, oh, no, they have to be due at some right. point to give up Something a run. So I'm get. like, all right, get it out of your system. It's fine, Drew. You know? And it, was, it wasn't like he got lit up or anything either. So that was really cool. You know, It's mm-hmm. not like he gave up three runs or got three home runs and got bashed to death. Sure. Right? So he's been good for that perspective. I'm wondering if maybe I would keep an eye on Garrett Richards, potentially maybe making a start. About. Yeah, yeah, it it could be interesting. I think he might be like that second guy up 
following mm-hmm. Moron if Moron struggles. I think that's probably what they're going to do. It's weird because I would actually trust Garrett Richards this year more than Chris Paddock. I mean, Garrett Richards is a little bit more of a veteran. Um, and yeah, that ERA of 4.03 isn't great, but it's basically just like a couple starts that he wasn't great. For mm-hmm. some reason, he kind of just got moved to the bullpen and kind of just stopped being the starter at some point in the season. And it was weird because he would leave at like, I don't know, 60 pitches sometimes. So Bizarre. they really tre- have treated him with kitty gloves this season. And it was kind of disappointing for that perspective, but I'm hoping that maybe it all p- pays off and maybe he's healthy. And I know he has an injury history. So maybe he could come back and be that second guy following uh, more owns against uh, this Cardinal series. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks to deliver directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliable below and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Yeah, the the Mike Clevenger hurts, and then the you know the those two compounded each other completely changed the outlook of the season, mm-hmm. and really the outlook of the postseason. You know, as as Padres team, and I've always liked Zach Davies. He, he was a Milwaukee Brewer mm-hmm. before the car, before he was a Padre. You know, he's pitched decent against the Cardinals in ten starts. He's got uh, an ERA four and a half. So I mean, you know, it's not great, but he's had some good starts within that. Um, you know, similar to Richards, you mentioned get, getting lit up a couple times. The um, you mentioned the posting experience, which I want to hit on in a little bit, but the bullpens you mentioned a little bit as well. From a bullpen perspective, I think that it's really you already hit on the, the Padres a little bit. It's really a toss up when, when you when it, when you look at who has the advantage because um, you know the the Padres had a resurgence and the Cardinals. It seems like they just have depth upon depth upon depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, before the injuries to Martinez and Hudson. They really had seven starters that they were just throwing Gomber and Ponce de Leon, uh, Austin and Daniel, into the bullpen, but they've been electric as starters. And then you have guys like Giovanni Gallegos, who has found his stride as of late. Alex Reyes and Genesis Cabrera have been dynamic as a lefty-righty combination out of the bullpen. I think their last three appearances, they've piggybacked off one another and gone like an inning plus and both been shut down good. I mean, Alex Reyes, I think, has found his role in the bullpen. He came up as this, you know, super huge prospect. You know, he's going to Michael Walker, rookie sensation for Lewis, but you know, he could never find it. He got hurt a decent amount, but he, he kind of found his role now in the bullpen where he's able to 798 without worrying about a pitch count. And you can, you know, drop in a really good uh, breaking ball on top of that as well. And then you have guys like Ryan Helsley, who's found his stride as well as Andrew Miller, who is not like he was in 2016, but Andrew Miller is still going to get you some outs. Uh, with that left-hander, you know, slider, curveball combination coming in out of the bullpen. So the bullpens are really about even. I think both of these teams, the Cardinals and the Padres, they're going to feel good if they have a lead late in the game. Mm-hmm. 
I think, um, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the the way to put it is, I think the Padres' best like two guys might be better than the the Cardinals' best two guys. But you guys make up for it because you don't have a a person like Stammen. You don't have a person like Emilio Pagan who I'm afraid if those guys go to pitch. You know what I'm saying? So I think from a depth perspective, I think you're right. Like Gallegos, like that guy could get some Ks when you need them. And, you know, I know that because also he's on my fantasy team. And you've got, you know, Andrew Miller, who, yeah, he wasn't (laughs) what he used to be, but he's still a solid reliever coming for you guys. So I think from a depth uh, standpoint, yeah, I think that you guys got us beat a little bit, but I'm still op- uh, optimistic that maybe, you know, there's some guys here that one used, you know, you know, Pomeranz and um, probably Trevor Rosenthal are the, the top two guys that I think they're a little bit better than the the Cardinals top guys. So from that perspective, it's an objective. But like you said, just there's so many guys from Alex Reyes and Giovanni Gallegos, um, all these guys that it really is pretty close on a bullpen perspective. So that's definitely going to come in handy considering that we don't necessarily know uh, for sure, how the Cardinals are going to do pitching wise against the Padres, and vice versa. Since I don't really trust Chris Paddock right now, and yeah. AJ Barone, while has been solid and has definitely you know come up big for considering all some of the injuries that we've had, uh, not necessarily guys uh, that I'm a hundred percent confident it's going to translate to the postseason. Yeah, you mentioned the postseason experience. The Padres that we talked mm-hmm. about not very against the Cardinals last time in postseason 06. I tweeted this out. It's kind of a, a weird small small world type thing. Chris Carpenter, who is now retired, started that game, went six or seven innings. Uh, Adam Wainwright, who is now a starter, closed that game by getting current Dodger manager Dave Roberts to ground out to now Angels-designated hitter Albert Pujols. So it's Holy been a cow. while for the San Diego Padres. Holy yeah. cow, that's amazing. It's, it's been a while for the Padres. Yeah, yeah. it's been. Baseball is oh a weird, weird sport. Baseball yeah. is a weird sport. Oh my god! Yeah, I had no idea. Um, it's that. That's funny that you mentioned that. And yeah, with the history, I mean, we already alluded to this with the Cardinals and Padres, so it's it's going to be interesting for that perspective, uh, for sure too. Um, and Wainwright, who's just been around the league for a long time now, that he, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what he does, uh, how he attacks this team. And hey, baby, it's a nice reunion for Rosenthal, so that's kind of cool. Does it seem like? This isn't like a, a rivalry in the the strictest of sense. I know you you bring up the mm-hmm. the, the youth though, um, and just the the playoff experience uh, kind of. You alluded to that, and that's definitely something with the Padres that they don't necessarily entirely have. I mean, I think Myers was probably in the playoffs back in his rookie year when he was at Tampa. I assume because Tampa right. was good for a while there. Um, but otherwise, yeah, not necessarily a whole lot of. Um, veteran experience per se with the Padres, especially when it comes to some of their top guys with Lamette and hopefully Lamette and um, (laughs) Fernando Tatis, right? You know, not necessarily a whole lot of playoff experience, but I'm hoping that some of their bats, like maybe Machado, he's been in the playoffs before, right? So maybe Machado Mm -hmm. and maybe uh, Tommy Pham, for sure. He's had some, some good moments and Eric Hosberg, maybe he has the ultimate. Yeah, that's right. You know, I may have been, (laughs) a scrub these past two years, but I'm going to be excellent this year. Uh, what it right, counts and kind of here. make my moments, make my essentially make my money. I mean, let's just be honest. The, the, right. the Hosmer's <laughs> postseason kind of did a lot for him. I think in negotiations, that's, that would be oh, my, uh, that'd be my take on it, which GMs dear Lord almighty. Have you not learned from Pablo Sandoval? Stop doing that. I don't care yep. what you do in the postseason at all, unless it's egregious, unless it's like, you know, you're you're in Clayton Kershaw territory where it's like whoa. Madison Bumgarner, yeah, yeah, Madison, yeah. Like unless it's like whoa, 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 this guy seriously becomes amazing in the playoffs or awful in the playoffs. Otherwise, yeah. I'm like, I don't care. 
oh, well, oh, maybe Machado the last time he was in the playoffs, he hit like 220. I don't care. Whatever. It was like three yeah. years ago. Who gives a crap? It's a new season. Uh, right. This is not the type of sport that you can um, necessarily say that youth is and inexperience is the worst thing in the world because you just don't know. This isn't basketball. This isn't football. You know what I mean? I mean, especially basketball. Um, I no, mean, we see all the time that young young players, you know, that they they get to that moment and they're just not used to it yet. But uh, uh, in this case, it's it's going to be a heck of a, a heck of a series. Um, let me ask you, though. Let me ask you just for some mm-hmm. reminiscing. What is kind of what has it been like? kind of covering the Cardinals in this short season. I've been asking every host like, <laughs> how it's been to cover a team for, for lockdown, I guess in general, and just kind of following a team. What's it done for you personally? And just, uh, I don't know. You got any favorite moments with the Cardinals? Yeah. So I started even late in this season. My first mm-hmm. show was the 5th of August. So it's been right, a, yeah. a learning curve for sure. <laughs> Luckily I was blessed with not having to do a whole lot of, of episodes without games. So I kind of had that to fall back on, but it's been neat to kind of take a deeper dive into my baseball fandom. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Woodley, our, our wonderful boss, when he got when I get the interview, he was like, "You would devote like an hour of your time outside of the, the game to prep and everything." It's like, "Oh, that's great." I usually spend like four hours talking and reading and watching baseball, so one hour a day really works out nicely for me. Um, so the moment for me where it all came together in terms of just like the season was was uh, was Sunday for this team. Just as a fan, as somebody who covers the team, you had to feel for them going through all that they went through, 17-day layoff, all the debuts, all the injuries they had mm-hmm. to go through. I mean, you can want about the baseball standpoint, but for all 16 of these teams, and I talked about this on my show on Monday, for all 16 of these, of these teams that have made the postseason, it's a huge testament to everybody in that organization, from the top brass all the way down to the on-field personnel, because this is something that no team has ever had the ability to prepare for, and no team hopefully will have to prepare for again. So for the, And especially this Cardinal team, the way that I, for them, the, how I covered them, for them to make the postseason was just a really special moment for me. Um, so it, it's been definitely a learning curve, and it's something that I never thought that I would be able to do, but I'm blessed to be able to do it. Yeah, it's 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 true, man. You did join a little bit late. Uh, it was interesting because yeah. we we're looking for that Cardinals host, and here comes Lucas Smith that is his smiling, handsome picture into our group <laughs> DM. You know what I mean? And it was, it's it's been a, it's been fun. I mean, for me, it's like I mean. Just, just, just to tell all your listeners, I guess, and mm-hmm. I get this a lot. Ba- baseball is not my primary obsession. You know what I mean? Baseball mm-hmm. and sports, I would even say, is not my primary obsession. You know, I'm writing about anime over here and, and video games and yeah. movies and stuff. And then I just saw the opportunity, and I, I, I certainly love sports. And one thing I can't say is I love talking about sports i love the there's something to be said now this is the ultimate male thing to say but it's like there's something to be said when you're just you're hanging out with your, your friends and you're talking sports and just being like oh that guy boo and you get yeah. into those dumb conversations where you're like oh what's your nba top 10 you know that always comes yeah. up with my friends and it's like it, we've talked about this literally once we talk about it once every two weeks why does this keep getting brought up it's just these evergreen kind of fun i call them like bar room you know kind of conversations that those type of conversations you have there with people and uh, it's been super fun and i man because i'm a reformed yankees fan that's how i call myself now um and i started paying attention to the Padres back in like 2015 for the first time because i was like who who do these guys think they are trading for the padres so i was because i was looking for an out and i'm not going to get too much into i might write about it at some point just why i slowly have fallen out of interest the same way in the Yankees because of a lot of cultural and some some political reasons uh, and mm-hmm. just the the way that they are some of their fan base stuff that just I was like this isn't the type of team I usually root for um sure 
but I also cannot say that openly because I will get kicked out of the house by my mother and I do not want that. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of been no. like an up and down, but the Padres, I mean, so it's like, yeah, I have not been a fan of this team as long as, you know, I imagine you with the Cardinals or anybody else with the Padres, right? Mm-hmm. I definitely have not been a fan of them for as long. Um, I'm more of just a baseball fan and, you know, just rooting for the Yankees to at least beat the Red Sox. That's all I care about. Boo Boston. Right. Um, yes, but then, yes. And then this 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 gig comes along, and I'm super excited to do it. And it's been fun every now and then. I get some weird comments saying I'm a fool, and that you know, like I said, yeah. that I'm a fool for thinking Chris Paddock. We should be worried about him. I don't know why that's crazy. <laughs> and then he gets lit up by no, Sanford, and I'm like, huzzah! Yeah. <laughs> like there you go. That's why I'm worried. <laughs> I'm not saying his career is yeah. going to be bad. It's just the season uh, yeah. and all these things and some occasional bad reviews on iTunes. Um, but for the most part. <laughs> I'm just so, so lucky to this for this to have been the team that I lucked out with for a team that I started paying attention to a little bit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I do a Padres thing. And all of a yeah. sudden, they're the story of baseball. And, and I've just been so lucky. Not just good. They're not just like an Atlanta team. They're not just like a, a Cleveland team even. You know, these teams that are solid and, and, and you, know, you know, good, good, good. Good ball, good ball clubs. Uh, this team has just been super exciting, and yeah. they've got so many personalities, an eclectic group of personalities. By the way, not everybody is a Tatis. Some people are Hosmers, and they're like these the leader types and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But then everybody's they also got have, a storyline to them. Yeah, everyone's got a little bit of a storyline. And Trevor Rosenthal, all of a sudden, is the most entertaining follow on Twitter. So they <laughs> yes, just had is. such awesome. a a great group of a. Uh, uh, personalities that I think that even, no matter what happens, um, it's been such a they have arrived and they're going to be here for a little bit. They've mm-hmm. got that core kind of group for years to come, and some guys they didn't expect that actually might end up being good for them, like Hosmer and um, Will Myers. That it's like, oh, maybe we, you know, finally are getting something out of them that we didn't mm-hmm. expect that we would get. And so from that perspective, it's cool win or lose. Uh, this season has basically been a dream come true, and I literally could not have asked for more. Yeah, I think. For any of us to be talking about baseball at all right now, we gotta we gotta count our blessings and keep that yeah, in mind. Absolutely. So you've got just under three minutes left on this recording. So real quick, I know we talked about predictions are stupid, but real <laughs> quick, gut reaction: who 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 wins the three game set? Um, gut reaction: I think the Padres finally break the Cardinals' curse. Right. Um, but I must say, I must say, a lot of it, I am I'm more confident if I know Lamette's playing. If he's not mm-hmm. playing, so I might actually, I'm, a, I'm not, you know, I don't want to do it because I've been attacking you guys for trying to reverse jinx. So I'm just going to stick with, <laughs> you know, hoping I hope the Padres win in three, um, especially if Lamette yeah. isn't able to go and we potentially have to trust Paddock in a playoff game. Can he come through? Can he have, you know, that Texas edge, as he's always talking about, Texas attitude, whatever you want to call it. He walks in with those cowboy boots and he's like, you know what? I goof <laughs> this season, but guess what? Arizona Cardinals, you don't stand a chance against this changeup right now. I'm going to locate it like crazy and you guys are done. Maybe he could do that. It is possible. But without Lament, I think the series is a lot more scarier than uh, otherwise on paper. On paper, I think it's a lot more scary without Lament. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go uh, Padres in three. Um, and we'll have to see. You know, I'll be pro- I'll probably message you with tears of joy or sadness, depending on how this uh, yep. news about Lament comes out. <laughs> yeah, I think that. It depends on Lamette. If Lamette's in, I go Padres in three. If he's out, I go Cardinals in three. Javi, this was great. Always appreciate talking to you on the show, and th- thanks for doing the crossover. No matter what happens, like we said, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was been a blast to talk to you for kind of basically sort of the first time uh, on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> and it was super fun, and I'm hoping you're having fun with uh, doing your Cardinals podcast and all that. So stay golden. 
Stay golden indeed. He's Javi. I'm Lucas. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day today.